This is the Hasidic Story Project with Barack Holman, podcasting from Jerusalem, Israel. This podcast is sponsored by listeners just like you. To become a supporter of this podcast, please go to HasidicStory.com. H-A-S-I-D-I-C Story.com. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. You'll never know. It was the night of Yom Kippur in Lelov. And thousands of people had crowded together into the shul of the Holy Rebbe, Reb David Lelover, to daven Kol Nidre, the special davening on Yom Kippur night. Everyone was waiting for the Rebbe to show up. It was time to begin the davening, but the Rebbe wasn't there. The Hasidim went out all around town to look for him, but nobody could seem to find him. They waited for hours, and the Rebbe didn't show up. So finally, at some point, they had to start without him. Later that night, as the Hasidim were heading home, they looked into the window of a house not far from the shul, and who do they see standing in the window? Gewalt! It was Reb David, the Rebbe, standing in a window. What was he doing? He was holding a baby and talking to two people, a man and a woman. The Hasidim figured that that was the father and the mother of the baby, but they had to understand what was going on here. So the Hasidim ran quickly to the house, and they knocked on the door. And the father answers the door. He says, Shalom Aleichem, how may I help you? They said, listen, we're Lelever Hasidim, the Hasidim of, of Reb David, who's standing right there, holding your baby. We need to see the Rebbe right away. Reb David, he heard that the Hasidim were at the door, and he comes over, still holding the baby, and he says to the Hasidim, what's going on? Why are you all here? The Hasidim look at the Rebbe and they say, why are we here? Rebbe, why are you here? We searched for you everywhere, and we waited as long as we could. Why didn't you come to shul for Kol Nidre? How could you miss the most special davening on the holiest night of the year? And Reb David, he looks at the Hasidim and he said, It's very simple. I was on my way to shul, and I passed by this house, and I heard a baby crying. Not just crying, but mama screaming. <coughs> and they were coming from this house. So I knocked on the door and waited, and nobody answered. In the meantime, the baby is continuing to cry. Then I saw that the door wasn't locked, so I let myself in. And I see this beautiful baby, all alone, yelling at the top of his lungs. So what am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm going to go to shul? No. I picked up the baby boy, and I held him, and I walked with him until he fell asleep. And then I stayed with him until his parents came home from shul. That's all very beautiful, said one of the other Hasidim. But tell us the truth. Wasn't it hard for you, Rebbe? I mean, in shul, the davening was so high. It was so inspiring. And normally, you lead the davening for thousands of people. And here you were, all alone, in this house, with a little baby. You gave up the davening of Kol Nidre. Your mamish gave everything up. Then the father broke into the conversation, and he said, It's all our fault. And Rebbe, we're so sorry to put you through so much trouble. You see, our baby boy, he almost always sleeps through the night. And we really wanted to go to shul. So we said, we'll put him in bed. We'll wait half an hour. And if he doesn't make any noise, we'll probably be safe to go to shul and daven a little bit. And then come right back home. We never imagined that he'd wake up and cry. Reb David, he looked at the parents and he looked at the Hasidim. He said to them, none of you understand. It wasn't any trouble. I didn't give anything up. And for sure, I didn't pray alone. I was with this beautiful baby. 
Can you imagine how hard I prayed, holding this baby in my arms? It was the highest, deepest davening of my whole life. I poured out my soul to Hashem like I never did before. You thought that you can daven high when you're holding a Sefer Torah? You can daven even higher when you're holding a beautiful Jewish baby. Don't you see, the Rebbe said, davening is very important. But it's not the only thing. Even on Yom Kippur, would the master of the world have been happier with me if I had left this crying baby all alone so that I could go pray in shul? Or was he happy with me that I was taking care of one of his creatures, just like he takes care of all of us and all of everything? So the truth is, I was ready to not daven at all. If the baby cried the whole time, I was ready to stay here and play with this baby and walk this baby until his parents came home. And for me, that was the highest davening. The highest kol nidre I ever had was tonight when I was with this little baby boy. So you see, my friends, everyone wants to be holy. You can work on yourself all the time and try to guard yourself from anything that might bring you down. And that's very special and very beautiful. But there's another way to be holy, a different way to be holy. It's when you're ready to give everything up. You're ready to give up your davening, your learning, every level that you've achieved in order to help your fellow Jew. And the truth is, the level you reach when you're willing to make your own personal holiness smaller for the sake of another person, that's beyond everything else. Since this was a shorter story than my usual stories, I figured there's enough time to add one more story. It's another story about the Heiliger of David Lelever. He was walking down the street one day with his top student, the holy Rabbi Yitzchak Vorker. The Lelever Rebbe was a very friendly person, and it was his habit to say shalom to everybody that he met. So when he and the Vorker passed a little boy on the street, Rebbe David stopped and said, Good morning, my sweetest young man. And the little boy said, Good morning to you, Rebbe. The Lelever smiled at him and continued on his way. Reb David and Reb Yitzchak Vorker were walking slowly along when they noticed that there were some people running after them. They turned around, and to their surprise, it was a whole family running after them. A husband and wife, probably the mother and father, several children, even an older woman who was probably the grandmother. So the Rebbe's waited for the family to catch up with them, and then the Lelever said to them, What's going on here? Is something wrong? The father said, We're sorry to bother you, Rebbe, but we wanted to thank you for curing our son. Nebach, he's been deaf since birth, and he's never been able to speak. But he just came home, and he was talking, and he can hear. We couldn't believe it, so we asked her son what happened. But all he said is that someone said good morning to him, and not only did he hear the good morning, but he was able to answer back. And he's been perfectly fine ever since. So we asked him who spoke with you, and he didn't know who you were, but he described you perfectly. And so we came running after you to thank you for miraculously curing our son. The Lelever said, the truth is, I didn't perform any miracles. Let me tell you what happened. Imagine that the Holy Vorker and I are walking on the street, and we would have said hello to your boy, and imagine he didn't answer us. We would have thought, what a chutzpah. This boy passes by two rabbis and doesn't even say shalom. And in Shemaim, there was a big tumult, and Rebbe Shalom, the master of the universe, he knows that the Lelever Rebbe and the Vorker love every Jew. 
and Hashem wouldn't want us to think anything bad about any Yid. So He made your son able to hear and speak in order to save us the pain of thinking something negative about our fellow Jew. And as great a miracle it is that your son can hear and speak now, the fact that Hashem did this miracle for us is an even greater miracle. Have a Gemar Chatimah Tova, my sweetest friends. We'll get together again soon.